Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This is your main event, Mark's Bonus Podcast, brought to you by Belly Up Unhinged Radio Network Sports. I'm your first host, lifelong wrestling fan, former radio guy, and cat dad. I am Troy. And with me, as always, is the main event collector and figure hunting warrior. He's the WWE Walking Wrestling Encyclopedia and the Barry Windham to my Mike Rotundo. It's Greg. What's up, Greg? I ain't never went to Sweetwater. We should have. Yeah. Uh, I'm not even sure where Sweetwater is. I assume they have a lot of good... It's in Texas. Uh, well, yeah, I mean... <laughs> uh, I don't know. Good Lord. I, I'm assuming they have a lot of stud athletes, though, because isn't, uh, isn't Mark Henry also from there? Silsby. Uh, Silsby, okay. Yeah, I always get them confused. Whatever, it's one of the damn Texas cities. But <laughs> either way... Texas. Uh, you beat me to it. That well, and and this uh, this past WrestleMania, you were in the heart of Dallas, Texas. Double That's a lot ass. of ass. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, and, and, That's like Rikishi and, amount of ass right there, dude. Yeah, well, and Billy Gunn and the Ass Boys were nowhere to be seen. What's up with that? They were. They were at WrestleCon. How dare you? Oh wow. Okay. Well, I didn't know they were on the lineup. Were they advertised as the Ass Boys or as the Gun Club? Gun Club, but nobody calls them uh, that. Yeah. Well. They they need to just put that on the poster, ass boys. Just just own it. <laughs> Can you imagine that I trademark honestly, going through? <laughs> I honestly see money with that. I maybe it's just yeah, me. Right. I, I'm not even joking. Well, like it's gotten to the point. They could sell t-shirts. I don't know if All they right. have t-shirts yet, but I'm gonna assume they don't. Uh, can you imagine that trademark going through though? Like, uh, somebody trademarked the ass boys. It's like, uh, what kind of website is that? No, no, no. It's a wrestling tag team. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Uh, today, ladies and gents, we are going back to the early 80s to cover the very first ever Saturday night's main event, the show where we get our theme song from. Uh, I think that Not this mid- one. Even though it's on the network, uh, I don't think this was the song for it. Oh, really? Well, yeah, they I might could be wrong on that. I think, they edit, I think they had some, like, a lot of 80s music on there. I was going to say this for the end, but since we're on the topic, um, they close with the theme, but I believe it's Phil Collins. In the air tonight. Hmm. It closes the show, I'm pretty sure. Or maybe in another Phil Collins song, but. You know, I know uh, he was, uh, his song was at WrestleMania. Yeah, that too. But they used it to Easy close lover. that one. Oh, yeah, that okay. was it. That might have yeah. been the one too. Something close to Ask Me events. Keep in mind, I was only one year old this time. So I, I didn't see the original airing. So, but I know they edited that out. And Cindy Lauper's music is edited out, even though she's on the damn show. Yeah, I know. In the that match. one I don't get. Well, I, I said like, the same thing about Kid Rock or something 25. I just don't get it. They have uh, the performance and all that. Why is the song edited out without him? The, uh, whatever. I know that should be 
that should be a thing when they get inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. They should have them sign a contract it's like we can use your music on our freaking you know network and whatever. Uh, sometimes it's not the artist though. Sometimes it's the record label too. So yeah, I've heard about. Don't that, hold dude. me to that. I, I don't know if that's true. I've just heard that. Like I, I know it's people like Guns N' Roses and Metallica. It's all of them. Right. Kid Rock maybe his music. I don't know. I know Disturbed came out and they said that was all their record label too because David Draymond was like, Shh, I don't care if you share my music around, just more publicity for me. <laughs> and I, to my knowledge, they've never edited a saliva song in a WWE, so that was probably a thing too. So, yeah, right. Well, uh, I know they used um, they used another '80s song as a as a theme song for. Uh, is it the main event or? One of the Saturday Night's main event. I don't know. At one point, it was some 80s song. I want to say it was a one-hit wonder band, too, that, that did the song. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? That's no bad. I can't effing clue. <laughs> Obsession. I mean, oh, Obsession. I know that song. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah, right. It, yeah. Yeah. So Okay. Yeah, you know what? Now I'm thinking it back. Now I'm thinking back to it. We, yeah, I, watched, I, I was binge-watching Saturday Night's main event when it first launched. That was in mm-hmm. what? March 2000. I mean, not that when the network first launched, I should say pronouns, pal. Right. Um, yeah. And then I was, I was binge watching all the old ones and one of them didn't have that song edited out. Wow. I, I don't know about now and I don't, couldn't tell you which one it is, but I heard it. I was like, wow. It like, I don't know. I didn't know. I knew the song. Like I uh-huh. heard it before, but I didn't know what the name of it was, but it was well, definitely in there. Not edited out. It probably is now, but well, according to the internet, Greg, which you know, if it's on the internet, it can't be a lie. Uh, yeah, right. They say that Obsession by Animotion was the original theme song to Saturday Night's main event before the one we use for our podcast intro. So that if might that be is, true. If that is true, then yes, you are correct that a song was edited out of the intro of this, and it was that. <laughs> that is correct. Uh, so, get that right, damn it. <laughs> right. We don't so, get to use that a <laughs> that, that was edited <laughs> Uh, I, I'm going to assume that was the one that was edited out here, and they just edited yeah. in the Saturday Night's main event theme, which you know makes sense. It, I mean, it sounded clean. Uh, you couldn't tell that they were dubbing anything over, so that's cool. Yeah, right. Uh, uh, yeah, one other thing too, like kind of still on topic. A couple of the old Nitros have DDP's Nirvana ripoff song, which I love, by the way. Uh, not edited oh, wow. out too. A couple of them do, so they missed a couple of them. So, yeah, I don't get if. I don't care if that's like a mistake or if they did that on purpose. Like, uh, you know, like, uh, yeah, they missed a couple of Jeff Jarrett's too. Yeah. Cowboy from Pure Rock. So, well, I don't know if it, any, uh, any watchers of uh, family guy out there, Spider-Man would pop in and, and save somebody and be like, everybody gets one and then he'd leave. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if that was, uh, that was this where it's like, uh, Oh, oh you didn't edit that. Out. Well, uh, everybody gets one. All right. This, this is the one. <laughs> So I, I don't know. You know, it's funny though. It's any you know, company that has more money than Seth MacFarlane and Disney. So that's probably the one you shouldn't take a shot at. Yeah. <laughs> you right. can probably get away with else. <laughs> well, in in his defense, <laughs> Disney didn't own it. Uh, didn't own uh, uh, Spider-Man at the time he made actually, that joke. So. Actually, Sony does. But you right. get my guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's like, yeah, whatever. I'll take shots at Sony at uh, Sony all day. But you know, yeah, who doesn't? So that's you know. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, but anyway. How's your uh, PlayStation have... 5 working? Anyways. Good grief. I assume there's an issue with that. No, I just can't get one. Wow. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's still Is that still a thing? They claim it's about to end this summer. So wow. hold your breath. Or that's don't. That's why they said. Whichever. That's why they said, uh, you know, if 
the quote unquote present day in uh, Avengers Endgame is ahead of our time. So and and they said, if you look, uh, Thor and his friends are playing a PlayStation four. And that is because five years from now, you still can't get a hold of a PlayStation (laughs) five. Oh, man, that's great. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's it's true. But yeah, Uh, sad. But either way, uh, we have some news and notes to dive into from uh, 1985. So let's take our first break here. And by the way, I did did, right off the bat. I want to correct myself. from an earlier podcast, I said this was leading into WrestleMania one. This is leading out of WrestleMania. One. Yeah. You so. threw me and my buddy off. We were watching it. And I told him, Oh, this is a lead up. I'm like, wait a minute. No, it's not because uh, right. Orndorff's yeah. not with them. So <laughs> I thought this was like, uh, the year before, but I was, I was wrong. And, uh, yeah. Admonish me. So yeah. Uh, shame me in the streets, whatever. I can't believe you haven't already been. <laughs> I know. Maybe we're not uh, making an impression on people or something. You should have been like dragged through the mud and set on fire with your body burned alive. But yeah, I don't know. Well, for for uh, for all the you know somewhat incorrect statements I made about uh, the Von Erich family, you know it should have happened forever ago. But anyway, uh, uh, right here is where we're gonna. And you're already burning in hell for that one, dude. Yeah, I know. Uh, YouTube <laughs> hell. But let's take a quick pause here, real quick. To let you know that the main event marks is sponsored by Swift Lifestyles. They are clean energy drinks and focus enhancers, great tasting vitamins, and big brain nootropics that are made and shipped from the USA. Go to swiftlifestyles.com and use our special promo code main event marks, all one word, to get 15% off your order. It's main event marks, all one word, to get 15% off your order at checkout. But now that we're done with all of that, we're going to take our first break. And then when we come back, we're going to dive into the news and notes right after this. Follow the Main Event Marks at Facebook.com forward slash Main Event Marks pod on Twitter at Main Event underscore Marks and on Instagram at Main Event underscore Marks and at Main Event Collector. Get ready to rumble! In your new Main Event Marks merchandise, we've got t-shirts, hoodies, masks, hats, stickers, pins, and much more on our Redbubble store. That's maineventmarks.redbubble.com. You can also pick up some awesome clothing items with the latest updated show graphics on our Bonfire store. That's bonfire.com slash store slash main event marks. Support your favorite retro wrestling podcast and pick up some cool swag on our Bonfire and Redbubble stores. That's maineventmarks.com dot redbubble.com and bonfire.com slash store slash main event marks. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hello, everyone. My name is Ryan McCarthy, and I'm the host of the No Credentials Required podcast. Start your work week with the Monday Drop-In, where I talk about the sports beat in the Capital District, also known as the Mighty 518, as well as Metro New York sports from an upstate point of view. I also give a life lesson from a weekly sports story, so you might learn something from that. I also have a midweek podcast where I interview different sports personalities and talk about a wide array of topics. Take a listen and subscribe on your preferred podcast app, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, 
Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio. Also check out our social media channels on Twitter and Instagram, BellyUpNCR, and Facebook.com forward slash BellyUpSportsNCR. We're a part of the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network in association with Godzilla Media. No credentials required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. Marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. All right, we are back. We're back. Real quick, we want to let you know that the main event marks is sponsored by Shocks Energy. Shocked Energy is a healthier alternative to traditional energy drinks that gives the energy that gamers need while in a long session without skimping on their health. Their products come in a powder form and you mix them into water. You can either choose from green apple or watermelon. You can also try both if you get their sample kit. Use our special link that is down in the podcast description, or you can simply go to shockedenergy.com at checkout. Use the promo code main event, all one word, to save 10% on your order. That's promo code main event, and you're going to save 10% at checkout. Time to dive into the news and notes of the time. Let me get uh, ready. Let me get ready. Hold on. Oh, well, roll tide, man. It's five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> there are some days I have for, uh, like leading into some of these shows. Not this one. This was this wasn't too bad. But like that ECW Russell Palooza we covered uh, a couple weeks ago, or last week I should say. Uh, <laughs> out now, by the way, out in the archives. Yes, uh, on all on all platforms. Go check it out. But I, I sometimes I feel like any watchers of the show Yellowstone. There's an episode where this one guy walks up to his house and. His wife's like, how was your day? He's like, not yet. And he comes out with a six pack and he downs a beer and he's like, hold on. He downs another beer and he's like, how was your day, honey? (laughs) (laughs) But they got Kevin Costner in it. Who? Nothing with Kevin Costner in it. Yeah. Yeah. He's the main guy. Uh, Best friend of uh, zombie sailor, by the way, the guy who makes all the new Hasbro style toys. Wow. Literally his best friend. He has a video shouting him out on uh, YouTube because he loves what he does with charities for kids and stuff. That's awesome. Yeah, I love Kevin Costner. Uh, I, I like his, uh, in the show, his character wants to run for office at one point. Well, reluctantly runs for office, and his campaign slogan is, damn right I did it. <laughs> is that Earl Hebner's shirt for Bret Hart? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was. Yeah, bringing it back to wrestling. <laughs> Good grief. Uh, mm. But something we are not touching on today is the Wrestling Observer, because for some reason... Oh, man. The, I quit. I'm not even doing the show. There is a gap in the Wrestling Observers for anybody that doesn't know. I don't know if I, if I mean, if you've seen what Dave's office looks like, you can totally believe it. But I'm going to assume something <laughs> happened to those issues and they disappeared forever. Bro. <laughs> I love that sort of thing, man. Here, mm-hmm. Cornette's pod, uh, Bischoff's pod. I don't think I've heard Bruce say it, but it's like a thing, though. Uh, messy, uh, and like uh, uh, Bischoff calls it that dump of an office in San Jose. <laughs> <laughs> And the thing is, if you ever look like uh, Jim Cornette's got like, you know, decades of wrestling memorabilia and notepads and everything else. And he's like OCD about his organization. Like if you look at his office, he knows where everything is. It's all organized. He's it's like immaculate. And then you go to Dave and it's like, holy crap, dude, you need to freaking drive a backhoe up to your office. Like, (laughs) damn. Like it's up to his Uh, knees. 
And then Conrad uh, has nothing but boots all in the background. Oh, which is yeah, you know, yeah. kind of cool, but looks weird. Yeah, well, he's got boots and belts and robes. Yeah, it's 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 out there. But anyway, uh, yeah, so those issues of The Observer are missing. There's a weird gap between WrestleMania 3 and, like, uh, I think July, I want to say, maybe June. So I did find, I'm going off of culturecrossfire.com for this. They actually have a lot of information, not just news, but, like, They're not bad, fa- are they? You don't want to be prone to bad sites. Yeah, right. I have I have no idea. I, I just know that they have. We a, do not endorse that site, nor do we say it's bad. Oh, there you go. Yeah, right. I will say, right. What's that called? Uh, a disclaimer just, in there. Just Boom. a CYA. Right. CYA. But for anybody that wants to know, like, they covered not just the news and notes, but they're like, this guy fought this guy on the house show loop. And, you know, this place outdrew this place in this area. And I'm like, damn, you guys are with it. But anyway, that's who I'm using, uh, culturecrossfire.com for, for this. First thing I'm going to touch on is actually regarding this, uh, the show we're covering. Behind the scenes, NBC executive Dick Eversall butted heads with WWF booker George Scott over how Saturday night's main event would go. Eversall was a fan of Tuesday Night Titans and wanted more entertainment aspects involved, while Scott originally uh, booked a traditional wrestling event. It took three days of rewrites to put together a f- the uh, final product. Yeah, if you ever listen to Bruce Pritchard talk about this, and he wasn't here until 87, right? Something like that. Uh, I know he was at WrestleMania yeah. 4, so that was 88, but couldn't tell you if he was there before. I, I want to say it was like beginning, or uh, not beginning of 87, somewhere in the, I think, summer or fall of 87, he, he said he popped up. I, I could be wrong. Mid to late 80s, got it. Okay. Right. Boom. Uh, but, <laughs> right. <laughs> But either way, um, according to him, that's where his, his he has a T-shirt that says Dick was everywhere. Uh, and it's and it's in the Saturday Night's Main Event style. That's because he said Dick Eversall was all over these shows. He was very involved in it because he was a high-ranking NBC executive. And he was best friends with, well, good friends, with uh, Vince McMahon. So, yeah. Tuesday Night Titans. Wasn't that mostly just a talk show? To my knowledge, it was only a talk show. Yeah. So, like, Ew. I don't, like, why would you want that for this? Well, there's like, a talk show on the show. Yeah. So we got its uh, way, kind of. Yeah, yeah, there was a there was a talk show segment, sort of, kind of. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. Not like the wrestling we got on the show was, like, stupendous. But if anybody goes back oh, to... Oh, there's a match on there that I love, but, yeah. Yeah. But if anybody goes back to, um, like, WrestleMania 1, for example, it's not a good show like wrestling wise it it had matches you bite your tongue <laughs> they had some bigger names but none of those matches were really good and it, it just seemed like a a wrestling card that you would get at madison square garden stretched out and then put on pay-per-view i, mm-hmm. I don't know that, that was about it the, i don't think it was on pay-per-view to be fair though it was only on uh closed circuit so I thought WrestleMania Texas, 1 was on pay-per-view. I think it was only on closed circuit. I think WrestleMania 2 was on pay-per-view. Oh, okay. Well, any of you... Uh, someone will correct me, but I, it's my knowledge. I'm not okay. saying it for fact. Don't well, kill me. Any of you out there with uh, any knowledge of that stuff, you, you might be right. Uh, but any of you out there with knowledge of that or you know can research whatever, uh, admonish one of us. Be nice about it. Don't be a, uh, a Richard. But yeah. Uh, admonish one of us for good sake, because we said Eversol. Don't be an Eversol. There you go. <laughs> wow. Uh, Can't believe we right. missed that one. 
Don't don't and be a dicky. It's late, it's late over there where you are. Don't give me that. Uh, it's you know, really crap. Don't don't be a dicky steamboat. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, Antonio Inoki was paying the WWF five hundred thousand dollars per year to book their talent. But Inoki was not pleased with who Vince McMahon had recently offered up for New Japan to use. Inoki was using Dick Murdoch and Adrian Adonis as his international WWF tag team champions, but neither of them were with the WWF at this time. I'm going to pause real quick. Dick Murdoch and Adrian Adonis. What a team. Okay. I don't, I mean, you know, I never really care about Dick Murdoch, but I've kind of lost respect since you told me he was in the KKK, but... Yeah. Uh, apparently he was a big draw over there, wasn't he? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Anybody? I don't know why uh, Japan loved them some Southern white boys. I yeah, because uh, uh, what's Stan Hansen was like the man over there, wasn't he? Yeah, Stan Hansen. Uh, according to Bradshaw, he did pretty well over there. Uh, just I would. I guess Doctor Death wasn't like you know a good old boy, but he was from Oklahoma, so uh, I I don't know. But, yeah, you throw the KKK member in there with the guy who's, like, androgynous, we'll say. Yeah. Was he this, was he this Adrian Adonis? Because I know there was a couple variations on him, so. I, I don't know if he did that in, uh, in Japan. I'm, I'm assuming, but I could be wrong. I thought that was just his gimmick everywhere. Uh, but either way, uh, Vince had offered New Japan the Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov, but Inoki wasn't in, uh, interested in them. <laughs> I wonder why. Uh, Inoki wanted Hulk Hogan or Andre the Giant to come in and put him over, or else he wanted out of the deal. <laughs> God dang it. Wow. Yeah, drawing the red line there, huh? Uh, with uh, absolutely zero in the way of, uh, you know, uh, pull, power, like a uh, negotiation, <laughs> whatever. Or leverage, you imagine, what I'm trying to think of. <laughs> can you imagine that Iron Sheik promo, though? Good Russia Lord. Russia and Iraq, number one, Japan. <laughs> Japan, hak fui. Antonio Noki, I break you back and make you humble. We'll keep it clean, but he's going to say something else. But yeah, we'll yeah, keep right. that quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Iron Sheik sucked. Nikolai Volkov wasn't much better. Uh, so no, oh, they wouldn't have done I mean, Hold on now. They... they they might be in a good match in this card with you. Maybe. Hold on. Well, either way, they <laughs> just, yeah, I don't think they would have done well in Japan. But I like how Inoki's like, hey, send over your world champion or your biggest attraction to put me over. Uh, yeah. No? How about uh, suck my ass? <laughs> good Lord, how do you say suck my ass in Japanese? <laughs> I think you just, I think you just did. Yeah, right. Uh, I, I can see, like, Vince sitting at the negotiating table, and, and he looks over at the translator. He's like, tell him, suck my ass in Japanese. And he's like, say it, say it, damn it. <laughs> you have an easier time getting Roman or Brock nowadays than those two back in the 80s. <laughs> right. I mean, you wouldn't, but it would be easier chance. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Uh, well, uh, Brian Alvarez was wondering, he was like, somebody's got to beat Roman at some point, right? Right? He's not going to retire, like, undefeated. Like, he's got to lose at some point, right? But who the hell is going to beat him? Nashville, Cody. Yeah, right. Yeah, could be. Uh, at least for one of his titles. I don't know how that's going to go, but yeah, that's right. to be seen. It's intriguing. I like the idea. So Yeah, I mean, he's still carrying around two belts. So he's, you know, I'm assuming they're going to separate him at some point. I could Technically, he's only carrying one. He's been wearing the WWE title. <laughs> oh, well. 
Uh, but Anoki was ready and going to got about that, by the way. Yep, he's wearing the right ones. Okay. Anoki <laughs> uh, uh, was ready and willing to work with either Memphis or uh, the Mid South for talent, and had his eye on Jim Duggan or Doctor Death as his key. Good prospects. lord! <laughs> this guy's got some taste, man. Holy crap! Uh, look, we don't want the Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov, but we'll take Jim Duggan. Damn it! Anoki uh, was. Oh, I'm sorry. Anoki, Just, no. Anoki was allowed to bring in Andre, Jimmy Snuka, and King Kong Bundy for a May tour. And how much you want to bet all three of them would have put him over? <laughs> or did Who put him over? One? I don't know. Who was the other one with Jim Duggan, you said? Uh, Dr. Death. <laughs> that probably would have been the only one that's even worthwhile, and I don't really care about him. I'm sorry. Uh, he was big in, He was big in uh, Japan, I'll say that. So, uh, Other than that, yeah, I've never been a real big Dr. Death fan. Uh, Madison Square Garden showed some signs of burnout due to recent amounts of shows that the WWF had been running. This includes the pricey WrestleMania Supercard. <laughs> I like how back then they were still referring to it as a Supercard. Well, it was. I mean, you know, it, there's yeah. no way you could have known 36 years later, if you, you know, or 30, right. what was this, 30 years, 37 years later. It would be a, yeah, huge thing. Uh, selling yeah. out 100,000 seat stadiums or close to. So Freaking nuts. Yeah, and deep in the heart of uh, WCCW territory from back yeah, in the right. day. Hey, so. they also sold out Atlanta, which is WCCW. NBA. Right. Yep. You know, so, F you know, nice. Chicago, which was uh, close enough to AWA. California, yeah. which was, uh, it was Roy Shires. I don't know what it was called, but. Uh, yeah, I think it was a championship wrestling. Uh, so, I mean, they, California, they basically sold out every territory now. <laughs> At least every yeah. region of a territory, I should say, but. Yep, they finally broke them territories, man. Like, and even if you hear, uh, like Bruce Pritchard talk about it back back in the '90s, man, there were still some strongholds that would not turn out for WWF shows, even at their hottest. So it, it took it, it took a few decades, but they did it. They watch on TV. Well, I'm not saying they didn't watch. I'm just saying they no, didn't turn out for like, it. So. Oh, we're not going because we like this, but we'll watch on TV though. They'll never know. Sometimes back then, uh, the Southern fans that were like, you know, quote unquote, WCW fans, like they, they didn't watch anything like it. it that's why when. Uh, no, I'm not saying that. I mean, like the territory fans. Oh, well, yeah. Like that's why. Oh, yeah, I know. They, there were hardcore WCW fans who didn't watch and vice versa. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's why when WCW died, there was a big drop off. I mean, it's not that WWF was hurting in any way, shape or form. However, there was a big drop off from where it was before. People just tuned out. They're like, well. WCW's dead, so and they were tuning That's out. That's kind of sick in a way. They're all warmongers, man. They want to see them fighting. If there's nothing to fight, they're not going to watch. It's kind of sick. It's like <laughs> you know, it's like the ones that's like WCW was their that was their thing. But the thing is, if you were a WCW fan like diehard, the last couple of years of WCW was not WCW. That sucked. <sighs> so, I mean, I don't know. I've seen every episode of Nitro. Yeah. It, yeah, yeah, it died a miserable death, which sucks. But yeah. uh, this one, uh, I I laugh at this statement. But uh, Brian Blair returned to the WWF, taking a headline. Uh, <laughs> be Brian Blair? No, he was just Brian Blair when he. Well, was I don't in care. Florida. That's what we call him. That's his government name. <laughs> Either way, it took a headliner away from the Florida <laughs> territory. So apparently, Brian oh. B, B Brian Blair was headlining in Florida. Okay. Today's years old on that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And I'm not saying he sucked either. I, I mean, he was a pretty good wrestler. Both him and Brunzel were both pretty good. It's just a headliner. All right. Ironically, later on, like in, I think I was watching old uh, Raw from like '93, and uh, Brunzel was a chopper on there. <laughs> and really? They had, like they had no idea who the hell he was. Because of Lord. Jim Brunzel. Uh, jumping Jim Brunzel. Yeah, right. <laughs> that sucks, though. I like how that was like a nickname back then. Jumping. Leaping. <laughs> Flying. Oh, you gotta do something off your feet, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, they should have put, and I know they're from mostly different eras, but they all wrestled, you know, enough, close enough time. Put flying Brian Pillman, leaping Lanny Poffo, and jumping Jim Brunzel in a stable, man. <laughs> that that would have been hopping, awesome. What about hopping Hank, man? You know, just, God, they missed out there. That's a just go. good lord. Well, and there and there was Fre- a falling Fred Ottman. So holy hell, <laughs> that would have been perfect. Come on. Uh, Eric Bischoff was talking about that. He said, I wish I could go back in time to that moment where Shockmaster fell on it, fell on his face and tell Fred in the back. It's like, you know what, man, it's all going to be OK, because 30 years from now, you're going to be making tons of money off this gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> I if, still remember the tugboat fondly, so. Uh, you're the one. <laughs> but anyway, going from people who we were shocked to be headliners to somebody who would be a bona fide, legitimate main eventer at uh, a later point in his career. Mick Foley began working on Dominic DiNucci's ring crew. It would be another year before he would debut as an actual worker. Uh, that Mick Foley, what the hell is he ever going to go do? <laughs> uh, he'll make some headlines very soon. <laughs> yeah, remember when he, uh, wasn't he like a jobber as Nick Foley? In I WWE? think he was Jack Foley, actually. Ah, that's right. Yeah, he was Jack Foley. I do want to say he was called like and I think he said in his book that it was a uh, like an accident. Somebody thought he said his name was Nick. So they put that and he's like, dude, like I'm on TV and uh, you can't even get my name right. Thanks. Ironically, closer to his actual name than Jack. But Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, to ensure that Ric Flair didn't jump to the WWF, he was given a contract by Jim Crockett Promotions. With contractual money now legally wrapped up with the Nature Boy, it's easier to understand why Jim Crockett wasn't very keen on sharing his toys anymore. <laughs> and by that, uh, uh, um, Jim... wait, what do you mean by that? <laughs> well, uh, should he play in other territories or what? Yeah, well, at the time, Jim Crockett was, you know, because they were still part of the NWA, so the other territories. Right, so you're not really sharing. Uh, well, I mean... he would. He was under the JCP banner, but because he was the champion, he had to share him. So that was that was the thing. So I guess that may be how you view it. I don't know. I, yeah, because how do you he, look at his it? his home territory was uh, Jim Crockett. So he he got paid by them, um, and then yeah. So he he was starting to try to talk the NWA out of. Hey, it's like, don't don't let Rick travel as much. We need him and stuff like that. That actually was a reason why or one of the reasons why uh, Jerry Lawler never really got considered for NWA champion because Memphis tanked when he wasn't on the card. So they didn't want him traveling. You know, have you ever used the term so and so is like a god somewhere? He's right there at the <laughs> top of Memphis. Dude. Oh, yeah. Well, I, uh, if you ever, if anybody listens to Jim Cornette talk about. Uh, 
you know, the 80s in, in Memphis. He said when when Lawler broke his leg and he was out for a long time, the like the houses got cut in half, at least, if not less. And then as soon as they advertised Lawler was back, boom, sold out house every night. Turning away people. Yeah, yeah it's freaking nuts. But they tried to rush him back and he ended up breaking his leg worse. And by the time he was all said and done, he was out over a year. Could wrestle the cast on like uh, Cowboy Bob, you know. Maybe yeah. special for. A little easy. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I'd say it's a little easier with the arm, but yeah, I don't uh, know. It's like, hey, just uh, just don't hit me in this giant target I've got wrapped around my leg. Hey, Triple H and The Rock had a match on Raw where Triple H's uh, leg was in the cast and wrestled. Okay, so don't tell me it can't be done. All right. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Good grief. Uh, with Jim Crockett on national cable TV, they were ready and willing to risk an expansion into Vince McMahon's backyard. That being said, JCP's Pittsburgh show on May 2nd was very weak. The main event was Ole Anderson and Arn Anderson facing Manny Fernandez and Thunderbolt Patterson in a payoff of one of the hotter <laughs> angles from TBS. Those are real <laughs> names, by the way. <laughs> right. Uh, Ron Garvin faced TV <laughs> champion Tully Blanchard in the other marquee match. That was probably oh, good. Gosh. Yeah, I mean, that was, uh, yeah, I'm sure that was fine. Uh, no, but you and I have established nobody gave a damn about Ron Garvin. I think Rick Flair established that, but, you know, I mean, no. Well, he pointed <clears throat> it out, and you and I were like, because you were saying, you're like, I thought he was just being a Richard about it. But if you look at the numbers, nobody gave a damn about Ron Garvin, ever. And it, it was, was he at bad. least big in Montreal? I assume, I don't know. I was, he was part of the kayfabe Garvin family. So. I want to say Royal Rumble 90, him and Greg Valentine had a pretty decent match. That's about the only, so when I say he's good. That may be the one I'm going off of. I'm going to be 100% with you. <laughs> it's, and it's funny that, that Randy Orton took one of his, his uh, key moves from him. <laughs> maybe it's and because he like, calls it the Orton stop now, by the way. <laughs> I know. Well, maybe. <laughs> Maybe that's why he took it, because he's like, nobody gave a damn about Ron Garvin. They won't even realize that I took it. <laughs> and then but, Peacock happened. And, oh, that guy did that move first. I don't I care. Like, yeah. yeah, right. Yes. Still, nobody cared. Nobody cares, uh, bro. We don't want these from Canada. Nobody cares about Canadians, bro. I don't know if, speaking of Thunderbolt Patterson and the Andersons, uh, do you know, do you know who that is? I've heard the name. I feel like I should know who he is. Well, he's a, uh, for, for lack of a better description, I don't really have anything else to say about oh, him. Oh, this is going to bury just, him then? Okay. Well, he, well no, it's just, he was, he was a black guy. I mean, that's the only thing I can really say about him. I don't, I don't know much else about him. Uh, he was he, an interesting promo. Okay, so uh, hold on. I don't know who he is then, because I thought he was like this white guy with a mullet. Okay, never mind. No. It's not who I thought it was. Okay. <laughs> no. Then uh, I have no cut, idea who the hell Thunderbolt Patterson was. Well, he had to cut a promo against Ole Anderson one time, and it was one of those, they're like, okay, we've got like, uh, and, and it was live. We're live, pal. Live, pal. Uh, and they're like, okay, you got like 20 seconds. Uh, just sell the match. Uh, tell, you know, the, the people the in, in the town, like basically say, uh, you know, one of those old school, like in such and such town, in such and such match, I'm going to, you know, tear you apart or whatever, just to let people know we're going to be there. And they said, that's all you got to do. So he starts his promo and and it's basically oh Anderson ooh I'm gonna ooh I, oh if only I had more time ooh 
It's like, well, that's Kalisto that? bad, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what the? He's like, when I see you, if you move, oh, if you move, like, what the? What are you even talking about, man? Sounds like he's, uh, sounds like he's channeling uh, Dusty Rhodes in a way. Yeah. Uh, well, but, like, not hitting it. <laughs> I said I channeling, say, I didn't say doing it. You just, you know. Well, I was going to say, uh, a lot of people argue Dusty Rhodes channeled, uh, you know, uh, the old black soul community. So, oh, there I have you no go. Doubt, but... No. It, well, that's, you know, like like I told you before, allegedly, Dusty Rhodes told something because they were like, well, we need a, an African-American superstar. And he's like, I'll be African-American superstar, baby. <laughs> it's like, OK. But anyway, stick with Jim Crockett here. Uh, even hey, though, they had uh, Chuck Yard Dog. Yeah, well, he bounced back and forth. And uh, there was a while where he was not very reliable. So yeah, I've heard. Uh, I don't know if anybody was counting on him, per se. Stay tuned. It's on the show, by the way. But. Yeah, right. Uh, but even though Jim Crockett Promotions bought the coveted 605 Saturday Night TV slot in April, Mid-South yeah. conti- <laughs> Mid continued to air days. shows on WTBS for several weeks. Although the episodes were becoming preempted with great frequency, one final edition aired this month with Bill Watts putting over JCP on air. Behind the scenes, Watts was preparing to make a major push for the ESPN time slot, or a TV slot rather, that had been earmarked for a wrestling show. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that was that went to a uh, AWA maybe because I know they had a show on ESPN. Uh, yes, it was AWA. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it was before because this or I know that time. because I know that because uh, they have it on Peacock and you can yeah. put it doesn't say ESPN like in the watermark in the corner, but it's all over the arena. So yeah, it's definitely before the network. I remember. Um, because we had like the top cable package for a while and we would get ESPN classic and uh, we, every once in a while I'd tune in and I'd see a AWA on there. I'm like, huh, I didn't know they ever put wrestling. Yeah. On this right. Channel, same, but whatever. Same. Yeah. Um, I think it was early eight, or mid eighties. I want to say. Yeah. If it was around this time, yeah, it was the mid eighties. Uh, I don't know. If I the show ever say did, I though. saw an episode where Bruiser Brody was on there. Yeah, so that makes he sense. was obviously still alive. Um, yeah. yeah, so yeah, it goes in and out. Or well, he went in and out of basically every territory until the day he died. Uh, putting together a few stories and uh, comments we made, all in wrapped up in one here. This one's kind of funny. Bill Watts attempted to once again create a black Superman-like babyface for his fan base when he picked the Raw prospect Eddie Crawford. And renamed him the Snowman. Sorry, he, took, he named a black man the Snowman. <laughs> yes, <laughs> this is real. Good lord! Yeah, uh, you never heard of the. Okay, snowman? not that that name would be good for a white guy, mind you, but no. Um, really? You you you. So you've never heard of the Snowman? Oh. Uh, yeah, you're not. Look. My knowledge goes kind of deep, but, you know, we're talking, we're getting like the middle of the Pacific Ocean with this one, dude. Uh, Yeah, right. Uh, This, I'll finish the story here real quick and we'll talk about it. But anyway, uh, yeah, sorry about that. I'm bad at that. Yeah, no, I I just can't believe this is real. (laughs) Well, you and most people, I'm sure. (laughs) But Watts gave him a big push by inserting him in the Jim Dug- er, in Jim Duggan's place as a substitute in the semifinals of a tournament for the TV title. Snowman ended up beating Dr. Death and Jake Roberts in the same night to win the tournament. Tournament, bro. 
Uh, the man uh, doesn't. Uh, he beat who in the same night? Dr. Death and Jake Roberts. Okay, so someone notable. Okay. And he was replacing Jim Duggan, who, you know, as much as crap as we talk about him, he was a big name in the territories. So especially in the Mid-South oh. territory, he was huge. So, uh, but the man doesn't even have a Wikipedia page. So that should tell you all you need to know. <sighs> Look, I believe I saw he has since passed away. So I, I'm uh, willing to bet the farm on that one. So I'm not I talking just, crap about him. I've but, never seen him. I have no opinion, but just I'm more stuck on the fact that he gave this name to a black man. According when to anyone, you know, you know, in the 80s, they, you know, black wrestlers struggle to make it. Right. And well, this is what you do. Put him on Navy. Well, <laughs> first of all, according to anybody who saw him wrestle, they don't say anything bad about the man. Uh, they have nothing bad to say about him. But they do say he sucked, and there was no reason to push him at all. So, on the contrary, there's a big reason to push him. Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> uh, and the the other thing is, what is it with like? You ever notice like black guys got some dumbass nicknames back in like the '80s? There's Pork yeah. Chop Cash, the Snowman, <laughs> Thunderbolt Patterson was not too bad, I guess. But I don't. I mean, know. you know, it wasn't a popular time for black wrestlers you yeah. know fast forward to now and it's like you know, the... it's they're been they've been champion they are champions it's like multiple champions now right it's like uh yeah there's, kind there's of a cat. but back then though man right yeah. like rocky yeah, johnson and tony atlas won the tag titles like historic and groundbreaking think about that Soul Man Rocky Johnson, yeah, and yeah. See, they actually had decent nicknames. He was Soul Man Rocky Johnson, and I believe Mister, uh, uh, yeah, Tony Atlas was. Was he Mister America? Mister USA. Mister USA. That was it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So those were fine. Uh, but yeah, you had. And then you where had were the, those? You know, say what? Where were they? Uh, the WWF. There you go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I don't. Yeah. I've heard. I don't know if it's true, but I've heard that Bill Watts is not fond of. Uh, Black people. I don't know if that's true or not. Uh, I hear conflicting reports about it because, yeah, there's that. And then, you know, it's hard to deny all the crap that got him fired from WCW in the mid 90s or early 90s, whatever. So that was some pretty racist stuff. And I don't know. But then again, he pushed people like JYD and uh, Ron Simmons to the freaking moon. So I it's people are complicated, man. That's all I can say. But either way, uh, well, that poor dude, though. I mean, that sucks. Like, that's his legacy in wrestling. Is the what's his name? Snow, Snow, what? Snowman. Snowman. Yeah. Good lord. Well, and if he was with the way we all don't Vin- think like that. I'm sorry, Bill Watts, but if that's true, I don't know. Well, Vince McMahon was scooping <laughs> talent up from all the territories, so you got to assume if he was worth anything, Vince McMahon would have at least given him a shot. Oh, hell yeah, he got Jay White. He's on this damn show. So there you go. Yeah, right. Yeah, so this just, but anyway, uh, moving on to another territory further down south. Mike Von Erich was charged with two okay. misdemeanors. Tread softly. Yeah. Get your ass in trouble. Mike Von Erich was uh, charged with two misdemeanor assault counts after getting into a physical altercation with a doctor in an emergency room at First Texas Medical Center. There is almost no information online with any details. A judge later acquitted Von Erich of any wrongdoing. 
not his, it's not funny that someone got hurt or attacked. But I just imagine he was drunk after wrestling show. And that's was, that's what it was. I'm gonna imagine that. Is that true? Uh, well, is there anything uh, on that? <laughs> no, there's. Well, like I said, there's there's no details of it online anywhere. And apparently, he attacked the doctor in an emergency room at the hospital. So that I one, I don't know. He was drunk and stupid. No one got killed, right? I don't, Mike. I don't think Mike was much of a drinker. Um, he was. Um, he he was the one. Mike was the one that suffered toxic shock, and he was like really small and pale. You know who I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, I'm not uh, laughing at the man. I promise. Everyone would get mad at me. Just like that's a new one thing. Attacking a doctor in an emergency room. That's a new one. Right. <laughs> if now, if this was, uh, oh, if you, if I would have said Carrie, then yeah, I, definitely. But Mike, I'm going to assume. And then when it says, well, a judge later acquitted Von Eric of any wrongdoing, uh, it was Dallas. So that's probably necessarily... not much of anything. Also, yeah. attacking someone can be very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Right. Subjective. Uh, like, yeah. You know, attack, he could have maybe just slapped him or something. I'm not saying that's okay, but, you know, maybe he's not saying he jumped on. Him yeah, that. Yeah. Or that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like very the doctor. Subjective. Like. He didn't want the doctor on him or something. Like he thought he was he was grabbing him too hard or something. He shoved him. You never know. Uh, on the other hand, yeah, you know, I'm still in San Francisco. Someone brushed up to me and shoved him up. Is that me attacking them? I mean, it could be considered right. that, I guess. But I'm not attacking them. Or if so somebody spits go. on. Well, if somebody spits on you, you can charge them with assault. Oh, that's going a different way. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> we'll leave that well, alone. Move on. Well, that. Like I said, I'm going to go with the generous thought of it where yeah it's just a misunderstanding or whatever but this was in dallas so just because he got cleared of charges doesn't mean he didn't do anything wrong you know the judge just could have been a fan so you never know the von erics got away with or or it was not worth the doctor's time going forward and then he said never mind so right yeah maybe or yeah maybe the doctor didn't uh you know, he uh got a few visits from some von eric fans and he was and they were like no, yeah. you don't really want to go through with this do you and word house word has it there's some maiden men hey you know you that tech, right. how you doing i mean gino saying. hernandez gino hernandez did work there so yeah right. there's that uh the wwe <laughs> anybody, show anybody watches nxt don't know why i said that <laughs> wow the uh, the WWF show in Dallas once again bombed as they drew 180 fans for a Jimmy Snuka versus Roddy Piper main event. 37 years later, they're selling 70,000 tickets to two back-to-back stadium shows there. Okay, first of all, um, no disrespect because they're both gone, but who's going to pay money for that main event? In 1985, that was a big show. <laughs> so I, well, I, I mean, I guess, but I'm looking at Roddy, Roddy uh, Piper still, just really? invented. Roddy Piper just main evented WrestleMania and Jimmy Snuka. Well, technically, uh, Snuka did too. Uh, did he main event? Well, he was on the outside of the ring for Hogan and Mr. T. Uh, I forgot about that part. Yeah, so well, he did too, technically. Yeah, and and plus a, a couple of years prior to this, uh, Jimmy Snuka was bona fide main eventer. So I don't know. His stock just, dropped once Hogan came in, but who's didn't? Besides right. Andre, I guess, and Roddy. <laughs> No, Roddy uh, only cousin of him, though, to be fair. But you're right. Yeah. He was the Joker to, the to Hulk Hogan's Batman. But, yeah, so this, I'm yeah, sure I mean, this drew Dallas other too. places. It's like, you know, it's not like uh, Jimmy Von Eric and Roddy Von Eric, right? So, Good Lord. Yeah, I mean, this was, this was a WC, WCCW stronghold. They wanted the Von Erics, they wanted the Freebirds, and anybody else didn't matter. So, 
I mean, if you hear Bruce Pritchard, what well, what's what city was this in? Dallas. Ironically, they'd be uh, WrestleMania 25 in Houston in the same match together. Oh my gosh! Yeah, right. That did that did sell out. <laughs> uh, well, and and if you ever hear Bruce Pritchard talk about this stuff, he even he talked about even in Houston, he's like they didn't want the WWF product. They never drew until you know the last 20 years or so. He said they just they didn't care about that. They didn't want you know two big dudes smacking each other. He's like they wanted wrestling, Southern wrestling. Yeah, you kind of got to respect that. Yeah, that's not much of a thing now. Stick to your morals, it, and you know. yeah, it, it's not much of a thing now, even worldwide. It's it's somewhat still a thing worldwide, but not totally. The WWF isn't going to bomb in Japan, you know. Uh, man, I should have picked my words better. Uh, the WWF isn't going to fail in Japan or anything. So, uh, you know, that's not a thing. However, I do feel like. And I could be wrong about this. I, I'm not saying I'm completely right, but I feel like New Japan for a big show would draw more than WWF in Tokyo. But then again, I could oh, yeah, be wrong. Naturally. Yeah. So uh, that's it's yeah, not same thing you said here, though. So. You know, it's like, you know, New Japan is not going to sell out Cowboy Stadium. Right. It's yeah, like those no. both ways. So they did sell out uh, Madison Square Garden, but well, I, I realize it wasn't actually, just actually that. hold on. I mean, you know, I know he's he's there, but. They didn't sell it out. Switchblade Jay White sold it out single-handedly. He said that. So, Oh, well, and if he, he said, said it... He has now said it on three shows. New Japan, AEW, and Impact. He has literally said it on three shows. I single-handedly sold out Madison Square Garden. Good lord. <laughs> Not joking. Don't look at that if anyone doesn't believe me. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know, man. I mean, Matt Taven was on that card, so... There's that. <laughs> Matt Taven won the world title, quote-unquote, world title on that card. Exactly. So... I think he single-handedly sold out. I can't even say it. Sorry. I can't get through it. Fun fact, I was there, and I went so I could see Jeff Cobb. Because I'm kind of a homer, and he was an APW. But, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, this next story, you and I probably aren't going to have much comment about it, but I just thought it was funny because it's like, wow, this is still this – was, this kind of stuff happened every now and then in the territories. The great Wojo, who is a former NCAA <sighs> champion – uh, was offered kind of name fans. That. <laughs> I know. Well, his last you name can't leave Wo- with that. I expect me not to laugh. <laughs> his last name was like Wojciechowski or something like that. So he just, I don't know. But anyway, he's a former NWA or NCAA champion. So, you know, a, like an actual like amateur Matt wrestler. Uh, but he offered fans a chance to beat him in a shoot for $1,000. That seems ill advised. <sighs> a lot of lawsuits. And other things can happen there. I can't remember if it was him. There was somebody who did something similar to this. And the like, you know, a drunk guy gets in the ring and he's getting embarrassed in front of his friends, whatever. And he bites the wrestler's thumb off. Can't make that up, huh? Yeah. So, I mean, the wrestler beat the absolute piss out of him afterwards. But that's not the point. Like, this is just stupid. Especially nowadays, this would never freaking happen. No. Yeah. Uh, well, here you go, man. Jerry Jarrett. Huh? Return to the yeah, ring. Well, you know. <laughs> he, well, you know, returned to the ring for the first time since March of 1981. Huh? Uh, I can't do the whole story like this. But in order to do so. Why? Wow, you're to... on a roll, man. I'll decide to swap. <laughs> uh, in order to do so, he had to give up his stake of majority ownership in Memphis due to Tennessee law. 
No one believed the deal was legit regardless. Tom Renesto was named Booker to replace Jarrett. All right, let's move on. Moving on here. Uh, Southeastern Championship Wrestling in Florida was gearing up to change its name at the beginning of June to Continental Championship Wrestling in an effort to sound more national and perhaps make a harder play for the proposed ESPN TV slot. Promoter Ron Fuller was also supposedly in talks with CBS about putting on a wrestling show. Don't think that happened. Ron Fuller. Uh, Do I know that name? I'm thinking about John Richardson uh, named Rick Fuller. Never mind. Yeah, there's, well, there's the Fuller brothers. There's uh, Ron, I think, was a Tennessee stud. And then uh, there was the one in WCW, the manager. Can't think of his name. Robert Fuller. There's no Rick that Fuller? No, there was, there was Robert and Ron Fuller. Uh, this is an actual conversation, folks. Rob Fuller. Oh, you know the uh, history of the Fuller brothers, man. Here, put this on. Yeah, That's what we do here. He's, uh, <laughs> well, he's the, uh, the the colonel from WCW. Anyway. Tennessee League. Uh, getting into some, uh, to close out some of the news here, we got to touch on some AWA because this is, well. Uh, I mean, promotion. you should. 1985. It's pretty yep. hot, isn't it? Well, some of their promotional wars here is kind of funny. The promotional war with the AWA and WWF continued in Denver as the WWF drew 5,000 fans. The AWA countered with a stacked event featuring a cage match. Uh, and then furthering on, the WWF got some extra press from their Chicago event by having Oprah Winfrey's AM Chicago TV show air several of the matches. That alone is funny. Uh, Oprah served as oh, commentator. <laughs> Uh, Oprah served as a commentator in what was truly a surreal hour of television. I can imagine. Uh, the AWA countered with a show of their own. Stop me if you heard something like this before, but Road Warrior Hawk was a no-show, as was King Tonga. The card drew 5,000 fans. Uh, yeah, losing Hawk was probably a big thing. Tonga's like, whatever. Yeah, well, this this was like... Uh, people no showing AWA. That's just, uh, yeah, that just happens all the time. Uh, the WWF debuted in Milwaukee and drew only 1,000 fans. The AWA drew 3,200 fans to counter the show. Yeah, man. And this is the big finale here. The final story I got. This was a big story around this time. Mr. Saito's role as one of the top heels in the AWA came to an end as he headed back to Japan to work for Giant Baba for the month. Saito was probably also visiting his family in case his forthcoming trial in Wisconsin landed him in jail for a while. About the trial, on April 6th... Wait a minute. He went to Japan while there was a trial in Wisconsin, you said? Yeah, I guess they Is that even have... legal? I guess they let him go. I... They they would have had to because I thought the same thing. I'm like, how the hell is that even possible? But I don't know. Uh, he did I it. I don't think you could cross freaking state lines, let alone freaking ocean. I know, okay. right? But uh, what happened with the trial here was uh, on April 6th, Ken Patera and Mr. Saito were arrested following their attack on a number of cops in a small Wisconsin town that confronted oh, them at their crap. hotel. Uh, Patera was wanted for vandalism <sighs> after he tossed a sizable rock through a McDonald's restaurant window after being refused after-hours service. Patera claimed that Saito accidentally incited the brawl by slamming their hotel door in a female cop's face because he was naked and didn't want her to see him. 
This led to a physical altercation, and the woman cop was badly and apparently permanently injured. They didn't elaborate. Uh, ultimately, another 7 to 12 cops rushed to the scene where Patera and Saito fended them off until the police finally drew their guns. Both wrestlers faced cr- uh, criminal trials in the upcoming months stemming from the incident. Yeah. Saito was a big boy, I believe, so he's probably looking for his Big Mac fix. Yeah, he was he was uh, thick with two C's. I don't I don't know if anything came about with Saito there. He might have got kicked out of the country. I, I don't he know. definitely didn't get kicked out of the country. He was in a couple of movies after this. So okay, well, so, ter- I know. I think he was in that movie Three Ninjas. I don't know if you ever seen that movie. Pretty I'm sure not, he was I've the heard bad guy. Is heavy, no pun intended. Wow. So, uh, Patera went to prison for this, so and then eventually got out. Went to WWE and many men of stars. He was Hulk Hogan, so he didn't suffer a lot. Yeah, well, this uh, Patera was, yeah, Patera went to prison, and he eventually did come back and get a job with the WWF in the 90s, but yeah, this was... Sweet-ass uh, mullet, oh, he, he worked out, trust me. Yeah, but the All-American guy, yeah, uh, thrown in jail. All-American boys. It's probably not a good idea to fight with cops until they literally draw their weapons on you. But, you know, maybe that's just me. I don't think it's ever a good idea if I was cops, period. But Well, yeah. <laughs> but especially like when, when they've pulled their guns on you, you know you effed up. All right. That's all I'm going to say. But anyway, that does it for the news and notes. Let's take our next break. When we come back, it's not that long of a show, but we're going to dive into the Saturday night's main event one right after this. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. This message is brought to you by belly up sports. No, just kidding. This is not an NWO promo. This is just me, Kyle Sullivan, AKA Shaggy Von Doom, the host of here in Puckburg on the belly up sports podcast network. I have a hockey podcast where we talk about hockey fandom and the love of the game, and where that leads you in this this game we call life. Why am I on Main Event Marks telling you about this? Well, what if I told you I had one half of the world's greatest tag team, otherwise known as the Main Event Marks, the one and only Greg, Superfly Greg. He was on, and he was talking about his love of the game. So you might want to come over and check that episode out. And if you like what you hear, you can check out the rest of our incredible episodes with our incredible hockey community from PHF, athletes, ESPN personalities, fathers of NHL players, and a whole lot more. Come by, follow the show, give a like, give a subscribe, and it'd be great to have you here in Puckburg. But enough about me. Let's get back to what you're really here for, the main event marks, because they are the cream of the crop. Oh, yeah. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Listen, if you're always running to the bathroom and sometimes just can't make it, we need to talk. You're not alone. 
I was just like you until I spoke to an expert physician about Axonics therapy. It changed everything. It didn't just give me bladder control, it gave me my life back. Axonics therapy is not another drug. It's just a tiny device you barely have to think about and it can give you real lasting relief. You can even try it out first to make sure it works for you. Just take the first step. Get started at findrealrelief.com. That's findrealrelief.com. It's time to get your life back. Consult a bladder specialist to find out if Axonix is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. Risks can result from Axonix therapy that may require surgical intervention. Available by prescription only. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to findrealrelief.com. The main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. And we're back. It's WWF Saturday Night's main event from May 11th, 1985. Happy Mother's Day. Oh, yeah, and they beat that home. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) What is it with WWF always doing that? Like, they had an in-your-house on Mother's Day, and they kept freaking, like, everybody had to be like, Uh, oh, by the way, happy Mother's Day. I think the next in-your-house is on Father's Day, actually. Oh, wow. Well, Vince doesn't care about that one. (laughs) You know what? what I heard. You know what? Um, I'm looking at this show, and I have this on my notes. I'm just going to say, now, do you realize not one time in this entire show did they have Mr. T talk about his mom? Did you catch oh that? My. That's crazy. You want to well, talk about a for freaking it. missed opportunity. Yeah, well, you know, he made up for it. That's okay. Oh, hell yeah, he did. He's still and talking then about so. it to this day. But <laughs> right. at least that speech is still going, and then Hillbilly Jim's going to keep going. But Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, I, just, grief. I was like, why didn't Mr. T say a single word? I don't know. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't have him cut any form of a promo on this. I, that oh. kind of shocked me. But what uh, this this took place at the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum in Uniondale, New York, which isn't real New York. I'm just kidding. I just. But I think that's long. Uh, Canada's uh, was it dump or Canada's wasteland outhouse? Uh, what did Kevin Owens call Buffalo? I, forget, but. Uh, I don't. I don't <laughs> remember. It's uh, it's like it's it's in New York, but eh, we don't talk about it. But anyway, the attendance was unknown, oddly sorry, enough. But the, sorry, where was it? Long Island? Uh, Uniondale. So, yeah, I believe that's Long Island. Most magical place on Earth. Yeah. Sh- sure. <laughs> I, knew, I just know New oh, York. Oh, and then you have a letter? Yes. You son of a... <laughs> I just always know that New Yorkers wretch whenever you mention Long Island. So I'm going to assume it's not great. <laughs> I mean, Long Island is, by the way, I hate it when you say in Long Island. It's on Long Island. Yeah, right. Is Long Island really an island? Or they just call it that? <laughs> you have to take a ferry to get there. There's no bridge, so, yeah. yeah right. I'm not joking. Go uh, watch uh, the first Spider-Man, I think, the, the current one with Tom Holland. I believe it, that big orange boat is the Long Island Ferry, I believe. Makes sense. Was it Staten yeah. Island? Uh, Hell, right, yeah. Whatever. I thought, York. I thought they just called it I that. Beautiful like Staten Island. <laughs> Staten Island is also an island. <laughs> I had to get the Friends reference in there. Anyway, the the TV rating for this one was 8.8, which is huge. Huge. Uh, but we start off with Cindy Lauper telling... That's more than Friends got, man. Right. We start off with Cindy Lauper telling Wendy Richter to watch out for the fabulous moolah. Then Hulk Hogan and Mr. T, both wearing Saturday night's main event t-shirts, saying that they're coming for Roddy Piper and Bob Orton tonight. They then intro us to the show, 
and we hit that open. Vince McMahon is with Jesse Ventura on commentary, telling us what to expect on the show tonight. Jesse clearly forgets what the matches are that are coming up, so Vince McMahon helps him out. <laughs> Did you catch uh, that? I didn't catch that. I was just going to say I, I forgot how much their dynamic was great, but uh, no, I didn't catch that, actually. Because he was – go back and watch it now that I said that because he's, like, drawing out what he's saying, and he starts repeating himself, and Vince steps in because he clearly – can tell he doesn't remember the matches and he's like oh and 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 also this and he's like yeah yeah i'm excited for that mcmahon Uh, I'm going to say they, because Bruce Pritchard said they used to record like a bunch of stuff before these. Yeah. And this was clearly the end because at the end of the show, in the background, you see everybody leaving. So clearly this was the end of the nights. So he's, you know, they've probably done a lot of stuff. I don't think that's a legit excuse. I'm just saying. Eh, it is what it is. But during the entrances for the heels for our opening match, we've got Mean Gene Oakland. Uh, standing by with the All-American team, which is Ricky Steamboat, Mike Rotundo, and Barry Windham with Captain Lou Albano. Lou is showing Pause. off his... Gotta, hear, gotta talk about that mullet and that perm on Mike Rotundo. Good grief. It is freaking <laughs> happening, man. <laughs> Damn right I mean, it is. I haven't seen a Jerry Curl that good since uh, that guy in Coming to America. <laughs> <laughs> and he's and he's not even uh, Captain Mike Rotunda yet. <laughs> Oh, like, still Mr. Syracuse, though. Right down the street, by the way. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, so he's uh, he's he's in the right vicinity. <laughs> but anyway. What a team uh, this was, by the way. That's a talented-ass team. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, not a bad uh, bad wrestler on this team. But you notice Captain Lou is showing off his rock-hard bod. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, I've seen him when that good since Chris Jericho 2021. Good Lord. Uh, Wyndham says that he's got the best team ever. Captain Lou says that he's going to make sure Freddie Blassie doesn't get involved. Now we go back to the ring where Volkov sings the Russian national anthem and the Iron Sheik does his America Haktui routine. What a set of pipes on on, uh, Volkov, huh? Right. And I sent you a picture, by the way, of uh, the Iron Sheik, quote-unquote, saluting. Uh, I've seen a more professional salute from Hawkeye Pierce on MASH. (laughs) I was like, what I the hell, thought, man? I always thought he just couldn't, maybe he had, like, shoulder damage. He couldn't get his hand to his face. I don't know. Um, I'm hoping that's it, because otherwise I'm just like, what the hell? I mean, I don't, obviously don't hope he's injured, but it's like, that would be more of an excuse of why he's doing that. Oh, it's, I, I don't know um, how it works. Or maybe it could be an uh, Iran thing. Maybe in Iran, that's how they flew. Let's not rule that out. Um, yeah, I don't know. I really uh, don't know. <laughs> But the opening match is the Iron Sheik, Nikolai Volkov, and George the Animal Steel with Freddie Blassie in their corner. They're taking on the USA Express, which is Barry Windham and Mike Rotunda with Ricky Steamboat. And in their corner is Captain Lou Albano. It is a six-man tag team match that went just shy of seven minutes. In the end... I want to point out, by the way, that um, they clearly dub in the USA's Express's theme. Some generic theme. Oh, and- yeah. I don't know if people know they were supposed to have real American at this time. They decided not to use it or give it to them. So then that would answer my question. Then Hulk actually came out to Iron the Tiger then. 
Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, in the end, uh, George Steele gets distracted when his partners refuse to tag in for whatever reason. Uh, Barry Windham rolls him up with an O'Connor roll and gets the win. I gave it a star and a half. It was fine. What say you? I I almost gave it three. I said two. But for an 80s match, this was damn good. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't bad. Uh, look at this freaking cast of characters you got in there, man. You got the good old American boys, you know, the, the, the clean-cut good wrestlers on the one side. Then on the other side, you got the freaking cartoon characters. Uh, uh, my, my, one of my notes on here is like, man, that uh, USSR sure didn't age well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. Back then it was bad. Yeah, all right. So, yeah. Uh, but after the match, George Steele eats a turnbuckle. And his partners jump him from behind. He fights them both off. And then Captain Lou Albano gets in the ring to calm him down. He gets George settled down and gives him a hug as they leave together. And this would be the face turn of the animal. Uh, Benji Nokerlin is standing by in the entryway. He would solidify later when he saved Liz from Macho Man. Right, yeah. And he would actually get a lot of fan support. Like, he's not talked about a whole lot um, by people who aren't like uh real familiar with the 80s but he was you know it's funny was over, uh, man he got ice cream bars over more than cm pup did so so put that out there yeah, right and he was a big deal he started wrestling in uh michigan and he was all he was a part-time wrestler and part-time school teacher and he would come in and they'd be like is this you in the magazines and he'd smile and be like ah everybody makes that mistake no nah, it's not me he would show his tongue <laughs> that's not green at school so yeah, it can be him I wonder back then what the hell he used because they is remember I know when oh, Liv Morgan you can tell it was just candy dude it was yeah I, it's like did he just carry around green candy all the time because I know that's what Liv Morgan did yeah. when well, her yeah, tongue was blue I mean, it was green but there were times it was also blue and there was a couple different colors too but yeah. like green is the one he was known for yeah. I actually have a Jax figure of him with the green tongue sticking out by the way did you ever the get only Mattel made, with him? one Mattel of him but I can't I think it's expensive as hell now. Ah, that sucks. But either way, uh, Michi Nokelin is standing by at the entryway as the heels approach. He asks the heels why they turned on George, and Blassie shouts that uh, George Seal is a fruitcake. <laughs> like when that was a, yeah. I, I like when that was just like a keep, yeah. An, keep in mind I, that back then that meant crazy. Right? Yeah, I, I like. There's now a slur for homosexuals nowadays. Uh, yeah, right. Not one person uh, thought he meant he was calling him gay. Yeah, right. <laughs> But George Steele jumps him, and Albano I mean, has him off. Well, if you, nowadays, if you started with nuttier than a fruitcake, you can slip yeah. past it. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> yeah, right. Uh, we now have Piper's Pit with Rowdy Roddy Piper and Cowboy Bob Orton inviting a Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff out. And at first, I thought Orndorff was wearing his like wrestling trunks, and I'm like, nope, he's just wearing shorty shorts. Oh, man. Yeah. Go watch eighty. Go watch any '80s teen movie. They all wear stuff like this, but those are also kids, not grown ass men. But <laughs> right. Well, I don't. Know. My dad used to own shorts. That like, if you bought men's shorts back then, they were damn near underwear. Like, I don't know why. And then by the mid two thousands, it went the complete opposite way. Where if you bought men's shorts, it went below your knees. <laughs> yep. So I don't get it. But either way, um, Piper tries to distract Orton as, or excuse me, Orndorf as Orton flanks him. But Paul tells Orton to back off and get in the neutral corner. Piper calls Orndorf a loser, and Paul gets angry. Piper reminds Paul that he was the one that was pinned at WrestleMania, not him. 
Orndorff says that Piper ran off back to the locker room and left him laying, and he's been drinking too much of his own bathwater. <laughs> I don't okay. know what that means. So my first my note on that. Number one, what the hell does that mean? Okay. I, I, I don't know. And number two, he said too much, as if there's a acceptable amount of your own bathwater to drink. <laughs> That's a good point, um, too. I'm like, hold on this. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so when, when, where's the stopping point? <laughs> uh, a couple ounces, I guess. Yeah, right. It's like, I don't, over drink, a I don't know. <laughs> don't drink all the bathwater, just some of it. Okay. Like, what? And your own, by the way? Yeah. Uh, well, who's, who else's bathwater are you going to drink? Move on. <laughs> I, know, I knew a guy who, I mean, it was a joke when he said it, but he was like, man, I'd like to drink her bathwater. And I'm like, that's exactly where I was. And anyways, move on. <laughs> <laughs> I like uh, that same wavelength with that, by the way. <laughs> right. Uh, Piper says that Orndorff embarrassed him and uh, Orton and the Orndorff family. And uh, it got heated. Piper says that he's leaving. And then he tries to cheap shot Paul. Uh, Paul fights Piper and Orton both off. Goes for a pile driver on Roddy. And Orton hits him in the back of the head with his cast. Ah, man, still got that cast on, eh? Uh, Mr. T Dude now for life. Out. <laughs> uh, Mr. T now runs out to defend Paul Orndorff and get him out of there. We now go to Mean Gene Oakland standing by with Hulk Hogan. Hogan says that he's excited that Mother's Day is coming up, saying, quote, this is going to be a special match for my mother, brother. <laughs> so for your uncle? Yeah, I, I don't know why I, I found that funny. It's like, all right. Uh, he then cuts the usual. He's a poet Hulk, you didn't even know it, dude. <laughs> right. He then cuts the usual crazy Hulk Hogan promo, talking about the pythons and whatever, and, you know, we're off to the races. So My note that, on this is like, man, even though these promos are kind of like, Really like contrived man yeah. back then they made him a trillion dollars so laugh all right. you want he was laughing to the bank <laughs> yeah his, his promos sometimes like i used to think he was like an amazing promo and now i go back and watch and i'm like what the f is he even saying man? Well, the thing is he was but for the time yeah you know i mean it's like like the old sting promos like what the hell are you saying dude <laughs> but I, and sting wasn't as uh as bad as hulk but like he's just Actually, I should say Sting was worse than Hulk because most of the time Sting acted like he didn't know what the hell he was going to say when he went into it, and he just like made crap up as he went. Well, he was partners with the uh, Ultimate Warrior, so right. Uh, Hulk acted like, and this might have been worse, but Hulk acted like he actually wrote this stuff down and thought about it, and he was like, "All right, this is what I'm going to say, brother." And then it's like, really? That's because he's he my childhood with... hero, and I don't want to ruin it. I'm going to pretend that's not true. So. <laughs> <laughs> It, it's like, are you the only one that, that sees this before you say it? Because I feel like if if anybody else would read this, they'd be like, yeah, don't say that on camera. <laughs> <laughs> but this next one is, yes, our second match of the night, and it is for the WWF World Heavyweight title. It is Hulk Hogan with Mr. T in his corner, defending against Cowboy Bob Orton with Rowdy Roddy Piper in his corner. And it went under seven minutes. I know. Clearly, I'm sitting here thinking about what Bruce Prichard said. Clearly, you know, he wasn't lying. He said they used to have the main event in the middle because now everyone's going to finish the show. And you see what finishes the show. Like, what? Well, yep, Bruce Prichard's spot on. Bruce Prichard's claim makes a lot more sense than Uncle Dave's claim that Hulk Hogan just wanted to get back to the hotel before room service cut off. Uh, I, I don't buy that one. Although that might be part of it. But I don't think that was the reason. 
Anyway, there's also, not much to say. Back then, there was not a lot of places you could just stop and get food like now. So, yeah, that's know. true. Although I don't know well, if it's true or not. Well, hey, even in the mid '90s, we got that um, epic, epically offensive uh, promo to that poor woman at the Dairy Queen from uh, Jim uh, <laughs> uh, Jim Cornette. So now on YouTube, if you haven't seen it. Yeah, right. Uh, there's not much to say about this one. In the end, Hogan hits the leg drop into a pin. But Piper breaks up uh, breaks up the pinfall by attacking Hulk Hogan, drawing the DQ. I gave it two stars. It was fine. Let's say you. I gave it two. Seen worse. Yeah, uh, seen worse, we, but actually, it's we much will, better. We will see worse, actually. <laughs> right. uh, hold on. But after the match, Mr. T tries to stop the double team on on Hulk Hogan and uh, gets beat down himself. Hogan finally gets up and eggs Piper and Orton on. But as they approach Hogan, Paul Ordor slides in to stand next to Hogan. Mr. T stands up as well, and the heels hightail it. The three baby faces now slap hands in the ring, and we go to commercial. There we go. Hulk Hogan loved him a good high five back in the day, man. Who did? We now go to Mean Gene Okerlund standing by with fabulous Mula. She says that she's going to win her title back and keep it forever this time. She then uh, points out that she's tired of interference from Cindy Lopper, so she wants or uh, she went to management and got Lopper banned from ringside tonight. I I loved this. This was great. It, it was, was a verbal was. thing. There was like written stuff out. It's like, man, this was great. You don't see this nowadays. Yeah, <sighs> this was this was funny. Some of it. I'll get to why some of it was funny, but yeah, this, I I dug this and it made sense. Uh, it, Good stuff. It made sense uh, if you and, knew the story. I mean, you should have if you're watching this. Yeah, and it not like added, not only like now on uh, Peacock. I just mean back then. But. Right, and uh, it did what Eric Bischoff always talks about. It it added uh, new stakes to the match. So, but after Mula makes her entrance, we go right back to Mean Gene Okerlund standing by with uh, Wendy Richter, Cindy Lopper, and some hippie dude. You know who the hell that was? I wrote down, is that her record producer or something? I had no idea who that was. I'm going to say yes. I don't know. It looked like. And then I thought he was one of the BGs, too. So I don't. I was all over the map with who the hell this guy could be. I was going to say he looked like he's been hanging out with John Denver. But yeah, <laughs> BGs, I could see that. Uh, but Lopper says that she can't be ejected from ringside because she's Richter's manager. She also refers to WrestleMania as Wrestling Mania. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Summerfest. At SummerSlam. Yeah, the SummerSlam. <laughs> but it's funny that WWE apparently can't play girls just want to have fun because they dub it over with some generic 80s music like you had mentioned. Yeah. Uh, um, I also wanted to say one quick thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Did you realize how gracefully uh, Cindy Lauper and Wendy Richter have aged? Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. They, yeah, not they much still different. look pretty damn good. I was like, Wow. For being a rock star, I, I, I'm assuming she didn't have that hard of living, like you know, yeah, booze well, and drugs and such. Yeah. So that'll that'll help you. So I just when I was watching, I looked up. I wonder what they look look like now. I think I've seen her recently, and yeah. you know, she still got the punk rock look. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And Wendy Forever. looks like she did age a little. I mean, it's gonna happen, but like, not too bad actually. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, Cindy Lauper is gonna be put in the ground with multicolored hair. So. And and uh, you know uh, just Mimi from Drew Carey show style makeup. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Anyway, uh, when the baby faces make their entrance, Mula hands over a piece of parchment to Howard Finkel, which he unrolls. And the parchment has a decree from WWF hey, management. Like a, a Roman emperor reading it. I was like, oh, man. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah, I said it's like King Arthur's Court or something. <laughs> Basically, it says that Cindy Lopper is banned from ringside. I'm surprised it didn't start with, hear ye, hear ye. I, I'm going to say it again. I, I love this. I thought this was great. Oh, was I got fun. management to ban so-and-so from ringside. Like, well, there's proof right there. Yep. It's like it's lost nowadays. This is brilliant. Yeah, it, Can't it, say it came to it. me. Uh, it came to me via parchment uh, uh, carried by a raven. <laughs> Anyway, this one is uh, Wendy Richter defending the WWF women's title against the fabulous Moolah in three minutes, 14 seconds. Yeah. So (laughs) uh, in the end, Moolah tries to body slam Richter, but Richter rolls through with it for a pin and the three count. I give it a star and a half because what the hell are you going to give a less than four minute match? What say you? I gave it two only because I was intrigued. It was interesting, I'll say that. Uh, for having just over three minutes, they did what they could with it. But the crowd blows, and Cindy Lopper hauls ass to the ring. Some so that, the was, that was my note. I'm like, man, these people love Cindy and uh, Wendy. I know. Yeah, Cindy's in New York. She's a New Yorker, too, I believe. But still, good grief. Yeah, well, and they get the like the most southern white girl they can to yeah, put right. with her, too. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, if anybody goes back and watches WrestleMania one, the ovation for Wendy Richter winning that match. Holy cow. It's I mean, it's not as big as Hulk Hogan. Obviously, nothing is. But it was pretty damn big, man. Like, I feel like they had a, a star in her and they just, I don't know, didn't work out, unfortunately. Well, but, they were going to, the plans changed. Right. But uh, some idiot in the front row tries to pull Cindy Lopper aside and security shoves him back. <laughs> I don't know if you caught that. I did, uh, yes. Uh, stupid. I was like, man, she's so damn popular, she'd be like in gulped. <laughs> yeah, right. And she's a small woman, too. But once Cindy's in the ring, she celebrates with Wendy Richter into the commercial break. They try to recreate their celebration from WrestleMania that's super uh, famous, like basically the do do looking thing. And now back from commercial, Mean Gene Okerlund is standing by with yeah, we're back the... From commercial. Wow. It's standing by with Junkyard Dog and his mama. JYD says that he brought his mom, Bertha, up from or up to New York because she's never been there before and he wanted to do something special for Mother's Day. Bertha says that she's real proud of her son and Mean Gene wishes her a happy Mother's Day. Oh, and she sounded like it, by the way. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, we, we hear from her like three times throughout the night and all three times. Oh, I'm I'm so proud. Very proud. That's all she can say. I, I did have a note in here. I think I erased it. I don't know why. I mean, it was like, I don't know if I want to say it, but uh, was this really his mom? I'm going to assume yes. I, I could be wrong. Sure, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's like a mom would be more enthusiastic. Maybe that was just her way. I don't know. I'm not going to. Maybe. Not I mean, she, but. she does get enthusiastic here in a bit and we'll, that we'll get to. But uh, we're going to take our second to last commercial break. When we come back. Unfortunately, this is going to be our main event, but uh, it is what it is. Yeah, there's another piece of the main event, too. Right. And we'll get to it right after this. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. 
Hey gang, it's Commissioner Cooper of TSS Fantasy. We are the fantasy show of the people. Expert fantasy advice, free contests, leading expert medical and legal analysis, and most importantly, you. Interact with us on all social media platforms or check us out at tssfantasy.com. You can hear us on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more. Check out the fun today and be a part of the most interactive fantasy show around. TSS Fantasy, the fantasy show of the people. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. If you're looking for your next new truck, trust Rush Truck Centers, the nation's largest commercial vehicle dealer network. Rush Truck Centers has trucks in stock throughout the country, including heavy, medium, and light-duty work vehicles. Plus, they offer a wide range of programs that help coordinate, monitor, and expedite vehicle service and repairs throughout their qualified service facilities. Check out their online inventory today at RushTruckCenters.com. That's RushTruckCenters.com. Expect more from Rush Truck Centers. Please speak to your Rush Truck Centers representative for further details. The main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. Now everybody's doing it because it feels so good. And we are back. And we're back. This is the main event. It is the Duke of Dorchester, Pete Doherty. If you're saying who? Real name. So much. <laughs> right. I think uh, waiting for the collective who? Uh, like uh, that Snoop Dogg meme. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. He's like, who? Uh, but he is taking on the junkyard dog with his mother at ringside. This went three minutes, seven seconds. Doherty starts talking trash to JYD's mom, and the dog jumps him. After dominating him for three minutes, Junkyard Dog hits the thump for the pinfall win. I gave it a star. What the hell else are you going to give it? What say you? I gave it a whole star. Yeah, sucked. I'm like, really? I realize this was kind of a throwaway, whatever, but come on. I mean, there was something afterwards. At least keep him, you know, in, enthused. But after the match, Junkyard Dog brings his mom into the ring, and both of them dance together and celebrate for the crowd as they cheer them on. That was pretty cool. And I thought that was the uh, also. Of the sh- I just want to say, ahead. by the way, uh, Doherty, he looked like uh, somebody to me. Can you put your finger on it? Uh, it was bothering me. He looks like another wrestler. Who is it? I don't know. Was it like? Was it kind of like Dave Schultz? Maybe. Hmm. Oh, nah. That one. Not that one. He was the, maybe slight bit like body wise. Maybe Buddy Landell. Uh, Tommy Landell. Rich. That's probably what I was thinking of. Yep. That might be him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, any 80s jobber ever. Basically. Blonde hair. Yeah, but he had a blonde mullet, uh, some a little bit of facial hair, a uh, pasty white body that was like kind of in shape, but not re- like for guys at a cookout, he would be somewhat in shape. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll say that. 
Uh, also, I want to say, you know, since you said mullet, there were no really epic mullets on this show. It kind of let me down. There were a few, know, but yeah. nothing to, nothing to you know, brag about. You got to go to WCW for those epic, epic mullets. That well, first match had three based? of them. Oh, well, in the South, of course. There you go. I mean, yeah, and uh, some rat tails, too, from, like, Sting. But I, I call them ratties. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I thought this was the end of the show, but we still had almost 10 minutes left. So I'm like, what the hell else is going to happen? Well, this is what happened. After the commercial break, we go back to the locker rooms where Cindy Lopper is holding a Mother's Day party because, of course, she is. Uh, mean Sheen Okerlund walks around interviewing everyone. JYD and his mom say a few words. You know, the whole very proud, Gene, very proud. Uh, Iron Sheik says that he wishes he could slap Cindy Lopper in the ring. So, you know. See where his mind is. Uh, Nikolai, Nikolai Volkov goes on some rant about his mom being in Moscow, Russia, and unable to fly to America. Yeah. I, I, I don't, am I supposed to feel bad for him? I don't even know. Uh, Freddie Blass, he's standing by with a beautiful woman that's like half his age, and he says, that's my mother, Laura. Isn't she beautiful? Yeah, that will pop me a little bit. Uh, yeah, I... I I laughed about this, and then I was like, oh my gosh, Jerry Lawler did the same routine like... 10 years later. You remember? I do. <laughs> Add it in your house, the one for Mother's Day. So there you go. But Mean Gene leans in to kiss her and Blassie goes off on him. That part popped me because Mean Gene's always a horn dog. Uh, Ooh, Albano loudly reads some poem about mothers. I couldn't figure out half the things he was trying to say. Hulk Hogan is standing by with his mother, who's holding a huge bouquet of roses. Look, it's Hulk Hogan. Uh, he needs to get his mom a brand new car for Mother's Day, all right? I'm sure he you know, did. Yeah, yeah, I bet he did. Probably bought her a damn house. Uh, Cindy Lopper asks her mom if she's having a good time. They're definitely New Yorkers through and through because they both sound like Janice from Friends. <laughs> <laughs> I just one time I wanted to hear her oh be like, my oh God. my God. Right. Oh, good Lord. Uh, the fabulous Moolah now walks in looking like Ace Freely from Kiss <laughs> and says, <laughs> am I wrong? No, I'm just now seeing it. <laughs> yeah, right. First thing I noticed, I'm like, what the f-? and no, she doesn't have face paint on. It's the outfit she's wearing. Everybody go back and look. If I'm lying, then call me out. But I am not lying. Uh, but she's offended because she wasn't invited. She starts going off on Lopper's mom and Lopper herself. She compares Lopper's mom to a toilet, and Mrs. Lopper finally snaps and shoves Moolah, along with Mean Gene, into a giant cake sitting to the side. Look, I wouldn't have seen this one coming if I hadn't watched any show ever for the past 40 years. Yep. <laughs> At the time. Can you, uh, fine, you know. did you happen to notice that Gene got most of it? <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, uh, well, he, he was probably, you know, trying to play the white knight. He was like, hey, I'll get with you after. Uh, right, right, Moolah? Hey, I saved you from the cake. <laughs> Either that, or maybe he was just really hungry and he wanted a big mouthful of it. I don't know. Okay. We finally go. <laughs> Good grief! We finally go back to Vince McMahon and Jesse Ventura running down their favorite parts of the event for us. That closes out the show and brings us to our final break. So right after this, we're going to come back and tell you the final ratings and what's to come for uh, next week to close out the month of May. Right here on the podcast. Right after this. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. 
Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and good night. My name is Thomas and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah. yeah got the mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. We right. shared a room. I thought I knew your face. Yeah, we so go maybe. way back, mate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do, we do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The... Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. What do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O... K-A-S-T. Hey, the ending. Hey, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When it comes to service, Rush Truck Centers is committed to making you their top priority. Whether you're looking for same-day preventive maintenance, assistance from their dedicated service concierge team, or 24-7 access to your truck repair status, Rush Truck Centers offer customizable maintenance plans that fit your needs. What are you and your truck waiting for? Schedule an appointment with Rush Truck Centers Service Department or ask them to dispatch a mobile service unit when and where you need it. Visit RushTruckCenters.com to find your nearest location. You can expect more from Rush Truck Centers. The main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. And we're back. Final ratings time. Internet Movie Database gave this 7.6 out of 10. Cagematch.net gave it 5.10 out of 10. Uh, I gave it a 6 out of 10. It wasn't good. What say you? I gave it C minus. Yeah, it was what it was. If if I had to put a grade on it, I'd probably say a D minus. It just, eh. It was the first one. That's all I can say. It wasn't great, but it was the first one. (sighs) But that closes out uh, this one, man. We've got one more show to do, and we are done with May. This year's just blowing by, man. Uh, But thank you to all of you who have listened so far through this month. Uh, We've got some new listeners, mostly probably thanks to Greg and his uh, footwork, handing out flyers and whatnot. We always appreciate him. But next week, San Francisco uh, University. Thanks for listening. If you are. (laughs) Hell yeah. Uh, But next week, uh, we're closing out May on the 25th with WCW Slam Boree 1997. Going back to 97, this is a follow-up to last month. We covered, uh, was it Spring Stampede? Yep. So this is the next pay-per-view after. And it's got not one, not two, but three football players on the card. Unfortunately, two of them are passed away. But 
Uh, Real football, by the way, pigskin, not that stupid one. You bounce the ball off your stupid head, block a net and all that crap. Anyways. Good Lord. We just turned off like, well, actually, I don't know if we have a lot of listeners outside of the U.S., so I don't know if we turned anyone off. But anyway, that uh, that will close out May. We will hit you up next week and tell you what's to come in June, which is going to be a big month. It's our anniversary month. So happy anniversary to us. And thank you for joining I'm me today. I'm and, and mail some to me. I might. Yeah, right. Uh, can we order from uh, Little Mama's Bakery in Chicago, Illinois? <laughs> A nice big cheesecake. Come on. Uh, kudos to anybody who gets that reference. Anyway, uh, thank you for joining me today, Greg. Yep. And thank you for all of you checking out this bonus episode. Check out the rest of the shows this month, and we will see you next Wednesday on the 25th with Slammery 1997. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.